And tonight I want us to just look at what does it what does it biblically mean to be a follower of Jesus Christ? It's it's easy it's easy for people to say um I'm I'm a Christian, but what does God say is involved in being a follower of Jesus Christ? Number one, as you've heard testimony tonight, it's to believe exclusively in salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in the work of Jesus Christ. It's not through um, these three getting baptized tonight. If, if the Lord were to come now before they were baptized, they are already children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Baptism doesn't make them a Christian. It is an outward testimony, of, as we've said, of what's already taken place. But a follower of Christ is not trusting in Christ and in their works, not Christ and anything else. It is exclusively, and, and we live in a world that, that seeks to, to um, preach tolerance in certain ways and shy away from exclusivity of things. But Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man, that's pretty exclusive, no man comes to the Father except through me. So, to be a follower of Jesus Christ means to believe exclusively in salvation through Jesus Christ, not by any works that we have done, but purely by grace through faith. Secondly, a commitment to be a follower of Jesus Christ is a commitment to the Word of God. You notice in, in Luke chapter 9, and, and again, we, we understand God has given us His Word to teach us. In Luke chapter 9, In verse 57, now it happened as they journeyed on the road that someone said to him, Lord, I will follow you wherever you go. And notice Jesus' response. He didn't say, oh good, sign the dotted line and come on. He said, foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man does not have anywhere to lay his head. And he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, let the dead bury their own dead, but you go and preach the kingdom of God. Another said, Lord, I will follow you, but let me first go and bid them farewell who are at my house. But Jesus said to him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now you notice in each of these, they, they had reasons why, well, not right now, let me go take care of this, and, and we're not going to get into the details of that. But Jesus was urging them to consider the cost and understand, you know, this following me isn't just, oh, I want a ticket to heaven, okay, now I can go do. No, it, it is a commitment to Jesus Christ and a commitment to the Word of God. Many of you have have memorized Colossians 3.16 from your time in Patch in particular. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. 
a follower of Christ, if, if the Bible were made into a person, it would be Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is the Word. The Bible tells us that. So if I'm a follower of Jesus Christ, it means I'm committed to the Word of God. This is God's book. This is, this is the Word. Jesus Christ was the Word made flesh. You can't separate the two. So a, a follower of Jesus Christ, it means that I, I have a commitment to the Word of God. But it's also, we learn another principle in Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Jesus said to them, He was warning them, He said in verse 22, As Christ, I have many things that I'm going to suffer and and I'll be rejected and I'll be killed and rise again the third day. And verse 23 said unto them, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. To be a follower of Jesus Christ, to truly follow him, means there is a commitment of a death to self. It, it means, you know what, I was running my life before and all that I knew in my life was sin. I understand I can't continue that and have fellowship with you. I now am no longer going to be the boss of my life. I am committing to you. It's a dying to self and it's a continual process. The Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Meaning, he said, my will rises up, but I submit my will to God's will. And so it is a commitment that I am following Jesus Christ. I want people to know that. And it is a commitment not only to die to self, but then to have a conformity to the likeness of Christ. We often quote Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are committed to His purposes. And um, it doesn't mean that everything that comes into the life of a believer will be considered good, but He's able to take whatever comes into our life and make it work together for good, and this is the good. In Romans chapter 8, the next verse after verse 28 He says, For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate. He predetermined that we should be conformed to the image of his Son. So, in other words, he said, He has predetermined that Spencer and Gidget and Asa tonight in this example have trusted Christ for the forgiveness of sins God gave His Spirit to them, and His Spirit is working in their lives to mold and shape them to be more like Christ. He's doing that in every believer's life. So that, honestly, if things are right in our life, one year from now, we should be a little more like Jesus Christ than we are tonight. Do we ever get where we're just like Jesus Christ? No. We, we have the old flesh that's there. But we ought to have a commitment. I want to be like Jesus. When I'm at work, when I'm doing business, 
when I'm at home. It's a commitment to a likeness of Christ. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, he tells us another aspect of this being a follower of Christ. Writing to young Timothy, Paul wrote to him and he said, Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Now we say, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for that. But in understanding the big picture, there is spiritual warfare that is going on, and there is the battle between good and evil, and when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we have just changed sides, so to speak. We have just changed teams. And we now become a member of God's family. And we are in the spiritual warfare, and as we see taking place around the world, there is a great hatred for the cause of Christ. And he says, if you identify with Christ, there will be those that will not agree with it. There will be those that may not appreciate it. There will be those that hate and despise it. And there will be those that, depending on where you are, there will be those that may seek to make it very, very difficult for you to the point of taking your life. That's what history tells us. That's what the Bible tells us. And you may be here tonight and saying, wow, I thought it was love, joy, peace, everything wonderful. This is why Jesus said, to be a follower of me is a serious step that is taken, and it involves a commitment. He said, we read in Luke chapter 9 and verse 62, him that comes after me, he said, he needs to continue with me, not in order to be saved, but because he is saved. And he said, no man that looking back is fit for the kingdom of heaven. In other words, I am looking ahead. I am looking to Christ. My life is about Christ. And this is a commitment to Jesus Christ and you know, there's nothing else that will capture my attention. I have a commitment. There may be some dark days that come, but I am committed to Jesus Christ. There may be difficult times that come that maybe I don't understand the details of what's coming into my life, but I know one thing. I have a commitment to Jesus Christ. And then... A follower of Jesus Christ has an emphasis on the eternal, not just the temporal. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, we read beginning in, in verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man perish... Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Now notice this verse. 
while we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. A follower of Jesus Christ lives in this world and lives with all the things that are seen, but a follower of Jesus Christ doesn't just look at the things which are seen, he lives for that which is eternal. And he says, don't lose heart. There may be difficult days, but don't lose heart. Even though the outward man, our flesh, even though the outward man is perishing and dying, yet the inward man, our our godly man, can be renewed day by day. And he says, "Our, our afflictions in this life are but for a moment. What is 70, 80, 90, 100 years compared to eternity? It's, it's a vapor. It's a, it's a breath that's gone. And he says, a follower of Jesus Christ understands that. And there may be difficult days to come, but you know God is walking with you. And he is, he is giving you the grace. And you know the best is yet to come. The focus is on eternity, not meaning that um, we have our head not in this world. Because we love God and our focus is on the eternity, it ought to make us more effective, more efficient, more attractive in this world. But our focus is on that which is eternal. And then he says... That if our focus is on that which is eternal, we will have an eternal weight of glory, an eternal reward. A follower of Jesus Christ has no regrets. There will never be a person that was a follower of Jesus Christ that will come to eternity and ever say, I wish I'd never done that. There will never be one. There's no regrets for following Jesus Christ. Everything else, there will be regrets. But there will be no regrets. That's why in 1 Corinthians 15, he says, I want you to be steadfast. I want you to be unmovable. Always abounding in the work of the Lord. There may be days where it seems like your work isn't producing anything. There may be days that you may be discouraged. And about to give up hope. But he says, no, be, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Because you know that your labor is not in vain in Christ. It never is in vain in Christ. And there are no regrets. Understand that. You may be here tonight as a believer, and you may have walked with the Lord for a number of years, and you might say, you know what, I don't see any fruit. Should I continue? Should I give up? No. You want to you place your emphasis on that which is eternal, and you want to you understand that God will take care of the rewards in His time. Our job is to be faithful. We, we sang the song, and I, I thought it was um, very fitting the, the song, no man that seeketh after things of this life is a soldier who passes the test. 
If all our focus is on is this life, we're an unfaithful soldier. Be faithful, be working, be running, be serving, be searching His Word for His best. What do we say? Number two is a commitment to the Word of God. And an emphasis on the eternal. Living or dying, may honor be His. That's a commitment. Whether I live or whether I die, Paul said, my desire is that God would be glorified. Living or dying, may honor be thine. From this wretched life, you loved and forgave. Every one of these tonight came to a point where they realized they were a sinner, they couldn't save themselves, and they needed Christ's forgiveness. A life that is on fire, may that be my heart's desire, and be faithful from now to the grave. Notice that commitment. May the Lord find us faithful. May His Word be our banner held high. May the Lord find us faithful every day, whether we live or whether we die. See, Jesus didn't have to bribe people to be a follower of His. He made it very, very clear. He spelled it out. Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests that they... He said, following me isn't going to make you rich and famous But he said, it will bless you now and for eternity. And a follower of Christ begins with trusting Christ for the forgiveness of sins. And it continues with the dependence in his word. It's a daily process of dying to self and being like Christ. It may involve some cost because you are a follower of Christ. It involves commitment, it involves an emphasis on the eternal, but it is guaranteed there'll be no regrets. No regrets to a follower of Christ. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to be called to be a follower of you. And Lord, I pray if there are any individuals here tonight that do not know that their sins are forgiven, that they've never called upon You for the forgiveness of sins, Lord, I pray tonight that You would help them to see the simplicity of the Gospel, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Lord, I pray that before they leave, if they need help in trusting You, that they'd mention that to someone here tonight. And then, Lord, I pray for every individual that's here that is a follower of You. Lord, I pray that we would have a renewed commitment to Your ways. I pray that we would be faithful to You until the very end of our days. And, Lord, I pray that daily we would die to self and become more like You each and every day of our lives. May Your Word be truly the banner that we hold forth, the the standard for our life. And Lord, we thank You for the privilege that we have to be called to be followers of You, the King of kings and Lord of lords, 
We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.